Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today for Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled Carefree. And today's subtitle is He Hears Me Part 2 in that series. So if you haven't heard part one, make sure you do it. Just log on to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can find today's message and so much more. Check it out today. All right, without any further ado, here comes part number five in this series entitled Carefree. And this is part number two of He Hears Me right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Enjoy. Well, all right, uh, we're going to go back today <clears throat> into a part number two. Uh, but what we started on last week, anybody know? He hears me. We're going to go right back into that, a part two to that, because I need you to understand and really begin to walk in the revelation of the Word of God. I need you to walk in it. It's so important for you to walk in it. Remember, this whole series, as we've been talking about, the Lord has sent the word being carefree, being carefree. We can be so bound in cares, so bound in worries, so bound in shame and guilt and condemnation that you can't see God standing in front of you. You can't see the answer standing right in front of you. And what the Lord desires to do is to break that off of your life so that you move in a life of freedom, move in a life of complete deliverance so that you'll be carefree every day of your life. God wants you to be carefree. Remember, he's, he also commanded that of you, that you would be carefree, free from care. Let's look at it. Remember, uh, we had our opening confessions, and uh, we're going to try to go into those. Let me get my little pointer together. We had our, had our opening confessions, and um, all right, they'll help me out in the back. Our goal is to unmask worry, gain power over it, get delivered from it, and walk in a carefree, focused life in Christ. Amen? Amen. Remember, our opening statement is, of course, uh, we don't worry because of ignorance, cowardice, or laziness, or because of ignorance, or rather because of irresponsibility. We don't worry because we have done all we can do to stand, and we've chosen to leave the rest in the master's capable hands. Uh, we don't worry because we've trusted in the greater one, and with him on our side, we know the battle has already been won. Amen? So we looked also at our motivating scripture here in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, Matthew eleven twenty-eight, and it says this, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now we know that, again, at this scripture, the Lord is definitely talking about heavy burdens, uh, more specifically, he's talking about it, us being heavy laden with sin, heavy laden with guilt, condemnation, and shame. He says, come to me. I wonder how many need to come to the Lord this morning. How many feel downtrodden? How many feel that they have been rejected by God? Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. And we said that it was foolish for someone to say, well, I can't come to God because I've done too much wrong. That statement is as foolish as if someone said, I can't go to the emergency room because I'm bleeding. That tells you how foolish that is. 
Doesn't that sound foolish? Well, the presence of God is where you need to go when we are sin sick. When we are filled with so many burdens and cares, you need to come to the Lord. But see, that's a, de- that's a deception of the enemy to keep you away from God's presence. He wants you to try to handle it yourself, try to work it out yourself. But that never works out. Jesus says, come to me. He says, come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burdens are what? Burdens are light. Now let's go back to Philippians, the fourth chapter, Philippians 4. And uh, we've been here for the last few weeks, and we've been trying to get back. We're going to uh, finish out today, I believe, the Lord wills. Philippians, the fourth chapter, verses 4 through 9. You can get that in your Bible, so look at the screen. Philippians, the fourth chapter, verses 4 through 9 out of the King James Version. It says this, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Now that is such a very spectacular scripture. Now, we've been telling you that God's word not only tells you what to do, but it also tells you how to do it. So if we focus on what to do and how to do, we'll also have the result that we've been wanting here. Verse number six gives us a diagram of what the Lord's talking about. Verse six uh, has three parts. One is the command. And the command is to be careful for nothing. That's the command. It's written as a command, be careful for nothing. In other words, don't be full of cares. Careful, meaning full of cares. Cares or worries, anxieties or fears. God says, don't be full of cares about anything. Full of worries about anything. Why? Because he knows where that would lead you. I guarantee you, you know where that road would lead you. Anybody have been so filled with care, so worried that you didn't know what day it was? So, so heavy laden with worries, guilt, and and shame, and condemnation, and what bill is due, and what's going to happen tomorrow, and this and that. You couldn't sleep at night. You couldn't eat. So much attack on your life. And really, some people can be so attacked. We can all be so attacked that we would even think about um, ending our own lives. Jesus does not want you to be there. And remember, the command is to be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing, the how. But, by, but uh, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, that's the how. The result is, let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So last week we stopped, we, we stopped uh, as we talked about the command, be, be careful for nothing. The word be is a choice. You can choose to be or be not. 
Remember, that's the question. You can choose to be full of cares or choose to be not full of cares. And listen, today our children are facing more worries and concerns at their age than many adults, um, 10 times their age. There is, there is a lot going on in the school system today. Any times where the suicide rate uh, goes up higher than many of adults, they're, they're, uh, they're in a state of crisis. And our children need to know how to deal with the cares of life, even at their ages. Are you hearing? So the command is, the command, God commands this. Be careful for nothing. In other words, he's letting you know that this is a choice. And God will never command you to do something that you're not capable of doing. Say it with me. God will never command me to do something that I'm not capable of doing. So you, at the time of calamity, the time of worry, time of frustration, when those waves come on you again, God commands, don't worry about that. So he commands, be careful for nothing. Don't be full of those cares. We have the potential. We have the ability in us not to be concerned with that. Amen. Amen. So the Lord says, don't do it. Don't do it. In addition, we said on last week that uh, we can become full of cares because we take tomorrow's concerns, tomorrow's potential problems, and we bring them on today. We bring them in today. So with that, we went into the book of Matthew and we looked at three versions of scriptures. We'll look at those uh, today again. Matthew, the third, Matthew, the sixth chapter uh, in the King James Version, it says this, Matthew 6, 34, Matthew 6, 34 in the King James, it says this, Take therefore no thought for, your, for tomorrow, uh, for the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. You remember we also looked in the Message Bible of Matthew, the sixth chapter, verse 34, and it says, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you to deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Hallelujah. Say with me, God will help me deal with whatever hard things come when the time comes. Okay. Now we also looked at the voice translation. The voice translation says, So do not worry about tomorrow. Let tomorrow worry about itself. Living faithfully is a large enough task for today. It's a big enough task for today. Now, we said the King James says, take no thought. Remember that? Take no thought. Take no thought. Listen, when you take something or you see something, you're the one doing that. The devil can offer you the opportunity to think any fault. Remember, you, you, you can't stop birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from making a nest in your head, right? You cannot stop the thoughts from coming to you, but you can choose which thoughts you will take, which thoughts you will seize, which thoughts you will think on, which thoughts you will make your own. Worry, anxiety, fear, frustration, all of these come when we consistently continue to think about negative things. 
When you think about the same negative thing over and over and over and over, all you're doing is inviting worry to come in the front door. You're saying, come on in, worry, come on in. Yeah, you know, I've been eating too much, so I would like you to come on in and take my appetite away. Come on in, worry, come on in, come on in, worry. You know, my shoulders have been feeling all relaxed. I need you to come and tense them up for me, would you? Come on in, worry, come on in, worry, come on in, worry is what you're doing. When you think about the same negative thing over and over and over and over again, you give worry a written invitation to come in your house. You give stress a written invitation. Come on in to my party called pity party. Come on in. When you consistently dwell on those negative things over and over and over. Remember someone said, well, how can I stop myself from thinking these negative things? Remember, we gave you a test last week. Let's try to do it again this week. We give you a test. All right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to count to 20, no, count to 30, slowly on the inside, not using your mouth. Don't use your mouth. Count on your inside. Count inside. And I want you to actually see the number. See the number one, two, see it pop up three and four. So I want you to count on the inside, not using your mouth at all. Start. I'll tell you when to start. Uh, I want you to count one to 30. I'll tell you when to start on the inside. Can we do that? Use our inside voices. All right. Now, as you're counting on the inside, I also want you to do something else. All right? Ready? I want you to think about numbers 1 through 30. Get ready? Count now. Uh-huh. Okay, you're doing good. Now, at the same time, I want you to say A, B, A, B, C's. Ready? Go. Keep thinking about the numbers and say A, B, C's. Go. Say A, B, C's out loud. Come on, go. Huh? Can't do it, can you? So, you were concentrating on concentrating on seeing the numbers and saying the numbers on the inside. You were thinking about it, right? You were thinking about it. Somebody says, I can't stop myself from thinking negative things. Yes, you can. By using your mouth. When you begin to speak something else, that other part shuts down and it stops. It stops. Well, what am I going to say? I'm going to say what God says about the situation. If I'm concerned about money I, and I'm, all these negative thoughts about money comes on, I'm going to begin to declare the word of God. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his rich and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm going to begin to, de- to declare that the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my strength. I'm going to begin to say that outwardly, say it openly out of my mouth. You say it out of your mouth and all these other things will silence, will become silent. Amen. Now, This works, hear me, this works when it is you at the wheel and you are thinking these things repetitively over and over and over again. But if someone else is in your presence and they're doing something, now I need another helper. I need a demonstrator now. I need a demonstrator. I need someone to come up right here and demonstrate this this part with me. This time you're going to have to say something. So I need you to come come on up now. And say something. All right, come on to demonstrate. All right, awesome, 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 awesome. All right, now I need to get this mic. You wait right here for a second. I'm gonna get this mic. All right, all right, all right. Well, tell everybody your name. Wait, okay, go. My name is Liberty. Yes! All right, come on back over a little bit. All right, now your job will be just as can you count? Um, one, two, 
30 for me out loud? Okay, now, wait. Now, if I am trying to stop myself from thinking something, and, but I continue to hear, even though I'm speaking out loud, yeah, turn the mic down just a little bit, okay? If I'm speaking out loud, but I continue to hear the voice, that tells me something else. So I'm saying my ABCs, and now you go ahead and count one, go ahead and count one to 20, okay? One, a, two, B, three, C, four, D, five, six, F, seven, eight, H, nine, ten, I, J, eleven, K, twelve, L, thirteen, L, fourteen, L, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. I didn't finish. All right, Beautiful job. Now, if you are saying the word of God, but you're still hearing a voice, still hearing a fault, then it's time for you to take authority over the other fault because it's not coming from you. It's not coming from you then. Then you have to take the mic and say, oh, thank you. You did a great job. Give her her a hand, would you? Thank you. So that means that there is another voice, another influence around you. Now, that may be the exception. The rule is just you doing it to yourself. But the exception is that sometimes there may be another voice then you take authority in the name of Jesus Christ and bind that other voice and say, the blood of Jesus is against you. The Lord rebuke you in Jesus' mighty name. I command you, go from here. You understand? And then that other voice is silent. Are you hearing? That's the time to do warfare because you know that that is not coming from you. All right? So you declaring the word of God, you're saying what he said, that should shut that other thing down. When it doesn't, then you go into warfare. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> All right. So the Lord says, take no fault. Take no fault. In other words, when we said last week, do, 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 don't take it. <laughs> right? Don't take that fault. Don't take it. Jesus says, don't take it. Turn to your name, tell him, Jesus said, yes. don't take it. Now, he's telling you don't take it because worry, worry, fear, and all that, it is created by a fault. You weren't worried about it until you start thinking about it. Okay? And the more you think about it, again, the more um, these things will come up in your heart and life. Now, let's go deeper this week. Now, let's go to um, Matthew, the same chapter, Matthew 6. I want to show you something here in verse 24 through 27. This is why the Lord says in verse number eight, think on these things. You've got to change the channel. So remember, you're going to be thinking about something. You can't stop yourself from thinking. You just have to think about the right things. Okay? You're going to have to think about the right things. All right. Uh, Matthew 6, chapter, verse 24 through 27 says this. Uh, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. This is one reason why we keep worrying because we haven't yet made a decision. Okay? Now please hear this because this is so important. Because the Lord nestles this verse when he's talking about worries and concerns of life. 
what we're going to eat and what we're going to drink and all that, all that's in the same chapter. You being an indecision, if we haven't decided whether we want to serve Jesus or not, if we have one foot in the church and one foot out the church, one foot in relationship with God and one foot out, then you're a prime candidate for worry to keep on knocking at your door. Frustration, aggravation, keep knocking at your door if you're walking in the middle of the road. Okay, if you have not decided, really, also we can say on a local fellowship, church fellowship, if you're one foot out the door, I may be here or I may not be here, I don't know, you're a prime candidate to you haven't yet made up your mind. Indecision can be tormenting. Let's say, hmm, let me give you another example of that. Somebody said, I don't believe me. Okay, you don't, I don't believe you, Pastor. Well, let me, let me, let me bring you, give you an example. Hmm, what are we going to eat tonight? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Chinese, uh, we're going to eat, uh, uh, we're going to eat McDonald's, Wendy's, we're going to cook at home. It can be tormenting not knowing what you want. What are we going to wear Sunday morning? What are we going to wear? Uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. What, what, what are we going to work? Uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Do you love me or not? <laughs> Dwelling in indecision can be tormenting. Where are we going on vacation? I don't know. I don't know. What are we going to do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Indecision can be tormenting. So you're going to have to make up your mind. Turn to your name and tell them you're going to have to make up your mind. So he said, you cannot serve both God and mammon. Verse 25, therefore I say unto you, take no fault. There it is again. Take no fault. Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, or uh, nor yet for your body, uh, what you shall put on, is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, uh, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Verse 27, which of you? Here's the big question that Jesus asked you today. Now here again, why are we going through all this? As you are delivered, you'll be able, God can use you to also deliver others. Amen. You go forth in the power of the Spirit. Yes. You're going to find it hard to preach deliverance to others when you are bound yourself. Amen. Does everybody understand that? Yes. He says a question here. Let's read it together. Ready? Let's go. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? Now, historically, we're thinking when we read this verse, we're thinking about stature meaning height. And it does. And there's one definition of the word stature there. It does mean height. But the word stature here is also interpreted lifespan. Lifespan. In other words, which of you can live any longer by worrying about it? Can you make yourself live any longer by worrying now, I love that question, right, Gene? You get a prize, gold star today, Gene. Because the question also indicates the opposite of that. By worrying all the time, you can shorten your life. How many of you know that? You've heard people say, boy, you get a lot of gray heads, you keep worrying like that. High blood pressure goes up. Things don't work well in our bodies when we constantly are in a state of worry. Isn't that right? So, we dealt with the command. The command is the command that God gives us is, "Don't worry," or um, or be anxious for nothing, or be careful for nothing. 
Don't worry about it. Don't allow worry to consume you. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, don't allow worry to consume you. You understand that that is a, that is a command from God, by the way. That is a command from God, by the way. So when you find it in your life, you say, hey, you're here illegally. Worry, get out of here. You're here illegally. And let me give you this advice too. Don't let, allow the devil to play in your head. Don't allow him to fill your head with a bunch of worry, with a bunch of doom, gloom, and dread, and fear. He's going to try his best to play mind tricks on you. And sometimes worry can look so strong, can look, worry can look so true that you know something bad is about to happen. But this is why we walk by faith and not by sight. Are you hearing? We declare what Jesus said. No, devil, that's not true. I command you to be silent in Jesus' name. By the way, I know your future. Trying to tell me what's going to happen tomorrow. I know your future. You're going to be burning in a lake of fire forever, dude. And there is no parole where you're going. He keeps telling you about your future. You remind him of his. Hallelujah. All right. So now let's look at the second part of that. So it says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So now, now let's look at the how to. Let's look at the how to. How to. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Now, it starts off here, but in everything. That is so huge. In everything. Now, in everything that is in money problems, in relationship problems, in health problems, in uh, difficulty and confusion, in stress or in strife, in prosperity or in lack, in poverty and wealth, doesn't matter, in everything. In other words, uh, can somebody define for me what the word everything means? All things, right? He says, but in everything. In other words, don't, don't keep anything for yourself. Don't keep a concern for yourself. Expose every concern that you have to the light. In everything, say everything. 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 In other words, don't hold back secret vengeance. Don't hold back secret hatred or offenses or, or hurt or guilt or shame or anything that matters. Give it all to him. He said, but in everything, say everything. 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 He wants it all. He wants it all. All of it. He said, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Now, this is such powerful he said, because most of the time we think of prayer and supplication as being the same thing, but here it's, it's two complete different Greek words. Now, the word prayer, he says, but in everything, say everything, everything. by prayer. Prayer, thank you, that's right, by prayer. Prayer is your time of communion with God. When you're there with him, it's a time of healing, it's a time of deliverance, it's a time of confession of sins. Uh, it's a time when you 
are growing up, it's a maturing time. It's a time of fellowshipping with God. It's a time of praise. It's a time of, of worship, prayer. And really, if you don't have that time of prayer, you really don't know what to ask God for. It's a time when the Holy Spirit is praying through you and you're praying with him. In prayer, the Lord will refine what you need and show it to you. Prayer is one aspect. Prayer, and then it says, and supplication. Supplication is a petition. It's a formal request. Uh, Supplication or petition is also a a word that's used in court. When the lawyers would, would take their petitions before the judge. Your formal request before a judge. All right, so prayer in this context, listen, listen to this. Prayer is not asking God for anything. That's supplication. Two separate things here. Are you hearing? Go with me. Can y'all go with me? But in everything by prayer, in other words, spending that time with God. Before you ask for anything, spend that time with him. Spend that time with him. He says prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So you're thanking the Lord. Thanksgiving is coming out of your prayer time. Your desire in prayer is to commune with God, to worship him and to honor him and to thank him, to confess your sins before him, to be washed by the blood of Jesus, to be made whole in his presence. You want to spend time with God. Say with me, prayer Prayer. is spending time time with God. All right. Then after prayer, there is supplication. This is when you're making a formal request to the father of what you need. Now, look at that. It says in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known. Now, some would say, unless I do this, God does not know what I'm that God does not know what I need. We know that's incorrect. Jesus said you are the father already knows what you have need of before you ask him. Right. So even though your father, who is the high judge, he is God, he is judge. Even though he already knows what you need, you still have to make a formal request. Does that make sense? You're making a formal request. You're bringing to him what he said. You're bringing, taking his word back to him. In making your formal request before God, you want to bring his word if in the area of healing, deliverance, what does God's word say about your healing? What does God's word say about deliverance? What does God's word say about your family issues or problems, things you're going through? You take that with you into the place of petitioning. Lord, I ask you for this because you said that. I ask you to bless me because you said that you, you said that I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. I ask you to do this because you said that. So you bring, now here again, this is a, uh, you can see this in the courtroom setting. You're bringing God, his word. You're bringing case law back up to the father. I'm asking for this because you said that. Make your request known unto the father. Make it known unto the father. Does that make sense? You have to make it known. Now you pray and supplicate with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Both prayer should be with thanksgiving and supplication. Your request is to be with thanksgiving. Now, opposite of thanksgiving. Somebody give me a word that is opposite of thanksgiving. Unthankfulness. Complaining. 
Very good. Two more gold stars here today. <laughs> Unthankfulness and complaining. Now, if God says, bring me your request with thanksgiving, and we bring our request with complaining, unthankfulness, with murmuring, in, oh, that's, that's another gold star there, in unbelief. Will your request be heard? Even though your father already knows what you have need of but because you haven't brought it to him in the way that he chooses. See, we keep getting the mindset, and we're about to close shortly. We keep getting in the mindset that we can treat God any way we want to. You know, he's God. He's my pal. He doesn't have, he didn't have it a certain order. That's wrong. He gives you a divine order. He says, this is how you bring your request to me. This is how you do it. You first spend time with me. When you appreciate somebody, if you know they needed something from you, wouldn't you, wouldn't you appreciate them at least sitting down with you and talking with you for a little bit before they ask you for the money? Before they ask you for the car? Wouldn't you appreciate that, that you love them, that they love on you just for a little while? You know what they want. You know why they're here. You know why they called. At least spend time with me just for a few minutes. Hallelujah. Spend time with the Lord in everything, saying everything, everything. By, prayer. by prayer, spending time with your father. You hear me? In relationship, in communion, let him love on you. And you spend time telling him how much you love him, how much you appreciate him, how much you thank him. Hallelujah. Then you move into your request. You move into your supplication and you bring the father what he said. This is how you make your requests known unto God. So listen, even though God knows what you need, you still have to ask him in the right way. Are you hearing? Turn to them and tell them, you got to make it known to God. You got to make it known to God. You, you, you're going to have to make it known to him. You're waiting. I wonder how many people are waiting on God to, to do something when they have never made their request known. And they've come before God with their worries, with their concerns, and whining and mealy aching and belly aching and unthankful and, and doubtful. And the word that Gordon said earlier, I can't remember right now. Complaining. Right? Don't do that. Are you hearing? Now, I bet you as we do that, I bet you we'll um, see some prayers answered. Now, here's a scripture that's not on your notes. It's not on the screen. I want you to get this. 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, 1 Thessalonians 5. 1 Thessalonians 5. It's not on the screen. You have to look it up in your Bible. It's not on the screen. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18. Somebody say, Pastor, why do you keep... Why do you keep repeating yourself? Because people keep telling me I didn't say it. <laughs> so I say it again, 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 Christy. I say it again, again, again. I go back on the recording. I see I did say it. <clears throat> but praise the Lord. First Thessalonians 5. And for those who weren't listening, I think the fourth or fifth time, First Thessalonians 5. Fifth chapter, verses 16 through 18. When you get it, say, I got it. Okay. Now, the Lord says, I want you to do this with thanksgiving. And everything in prayer, 
He said, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now I want you to see the same language here in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16, 17, 18. It says this, rejoice evermore. Sound familiar? Rejoice evermore. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. Verse 18, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Isn't that powerful? You see the same language coming up, right? This is God's order. We're going to, uh, as a matter of fact, we could go to Psalm 100. I think that's on the screen. Psalm 100 and verse 4, you can just write it down or look at it later. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with what? Praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. So what does it say? All this says, come before God being thankful. Don't come before him murmuring and complaining and what did you say, Gordon? Are you complaining? (laughs) Don't come before him like that. Are you hearing? When you make your petition, see, when you spend that time in prayer, all that stuff will burn that off. When you, begin to, when you begin to thank God, when you begin really getting to thanksgiving, and really, you need to, before you even go into supplication, make sure you get good and thankful. Make sure it's not just your mouth saying the words, but your heart is saying it too. Okay? You enter his gates with thanksgiving. Say with me, I enter his gates with thanksgiving. I'm telling you, that is such a very, very powerful, very powerful verse. And something happens when we use the force of thanksgiving, which is also, you see, praise come out of that. And we'll see there in um, Psalm 67, verse 5 and 6. I'm having a great time with y'all today. I hope you are too. (laughs) Psalm 67, verses 5 and 6 says this, Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then, say then, then, then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our God, even our own God, shall bless us. Then, say then. Amen. Then, after the praises begins, and praises you'll find will spring up out of you, out of, will spring out of a heart of a heart that is thankful. Okay? Then the earth shall yield her increase. Then, say then. So here again, the devil's tactic, if he wants to keep you bound and keep you without. All he has to do is keep you thinking on these same negative thoughts. And as, you, as long as you're worried and, and all that and confused and upset, you're not praising God. Amen. And then the earth won't yield or increase her fruit. You won't be prosperous because you've not allowed the praises to come out. But remember, all this is your choice. Now, this goes all throughout the word of God. How did they get into Jericho? By shouting praise. And the walls came down flat. If the devil can keep you full of cares and full of worries, you won't praise him. And the walls of Jericho will stay up. Anybody seeing this yet? How did Paul and Silas get out of the jail? How did the walls through praises at midnight? Right? Now, that was a good place to worry and, and be all upset right there in the prison. It was dark, dreary. They're in jail. That's a good place to start worrying. But instead of being overwhelmed by the circumstance, they began to be thankful, began to praise, 
and everything began to open up and they got delivered. Amen? Amen. So your answer is in your praise. Your answer is in your praise. Your answer is in your praise. Now, all that goes back. We won't get to, oh, my goodness, one of the best parts today. I want it to, won't get to today. I want to get to the results because it's so deep. Maybe that's why the Lord has us here, because the results are so deep. I want to make sure that you got this, the, the what and the how to. So this week, when you go forth today, when you go forth uh, today and through this week in times of battle, don't allow yourselves to be overwhelmed with cares. Even though some of them may be valid concerns, this may happen, but don't take that fault. Declare what God said about it. Amen. Okay? If we're overwhelmed with, say that, but Lord, if you, if you feel a sense of guilt for sin and all these things, let's confess it before God. Let's confess it and dwell in repentance. Hallelujah. Because the blood is there to cleanse you and to wash you from all sin and unrighteousness. Now, when the time of worry comes on you again, when you feel yourself begin to think about these things over and over, what happened at school, what happened at home, and all that stuff, begin to say something positive out of your mouth. If you can't say anything else, say, Jesus loves me. He loves me. He loves me. Jesus loves me. God's on my side. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. I love you, Jesus. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Are you, are you hearing? Begin to declare, the, begin to say his name, speak his name. If you can't think of any Bible verses, just speak his name. Just say the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. They may think you're crazy, hallelujah. If you're afraid of somebody thinking you're crazy, you're walking in the store, just do, put your hand up like this. Put your hand up like, you, like you're on the phone. The blood of Jesus, the blood, the blood, the blood. <laughs> The blood, 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 the blood. Just act like you're on the phone. They, they, oh, he's on the phone. He's talking. Don't worry about me. Hallelujah. The blood, 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 the blood. Are you hearing? Glory to God. So here again, take no fault. We're wrapping it up for today. Take no fault. Remember, not going to take that fault in Jesus' name. We're going to declare the word of God, right? Right? In everything, in every concern that comes your way, every concern, you're going to be, uh, you're going to spend time with God in prayer. Yes. Remember, spend time with Him before you go begging, before you go asking. <laughs> Say with me, I will spend time with my Father before I go asking. That's what He wants. And come for Him with what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Let your Thanksgiving become praise. Thanksgiving in prayer and thanksgiving in your request and supplication. Be thankful. And then your requests will be made known unto him. Yes. One thing we didn't get to today, the word request has to do with um, penury. It has to do with um, uh, the word, it has to do with lack. It has to do with um, something required. Something required. Indigent. That's what I want to say. Indigent. Uh, you know, there was a time I was on the indigent program. I didn't have money to pay my, my hospital bill or what have you. Sign me up for the indigent program. 
That was somebody who couldn't pay the, somebody who couldn't pay the hospital bill. So they signed up for the indigent program. Someone else would, t- would take care of the bill. Hallelujah! Because you didn't have it to pay it. So when you talk about uh, requests, that's saying that you're indigent. I don't have what's needed here. I'm lacking this, Father. And I'm coming before you because I don't have it. And you take his word with you. You take his word with you. With thanksgiving, you give his word back to him. Father, you said you do this. And I thank you that you've done it in Jesus' name. It's so powerful bringing him his word to him. Think about it for a moment. If you told me that you picked me up at five o'clock, you picked me five o'clock, and I remind you of what you said, every time I remind you what you said, it puts more pressure on you. Every time you said you would do this, it calls you accountable to what you said. Your character is now on the line because you said that you would pick me up at five o'clock. Every time I say it to you, it puts more weight on you. It makes you more responsible for what you said. For Father, you said you'd take care of me. You said you're my shepherd and I shall not want. You said it. You said it. And I believe it. I'm bringing you back your word. This is what you said. Hallelujah. And guess what? The father likes that. He likes when you do that. He likes when you do that. So I pray this week that you'll be victorious in Christ Jesus. So come on next week, the Lord willing, and we'll go into the results. And I pray it will blow your mind. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise today. We're done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, let's be thankful unto him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, you're good. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Come on, let's be thankful unto him. We thank you. We thank you, Father. All right, now that we've communed with him in his word, and in the spirit of thanksgiving, go ahead and make your request be made known unto him right now. We pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. 